When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Clint Yates, Corny Cronin, Harry Lyles Jr., Frank Isola. The Vikings stunned the Niners. What does it mean for both teams? The Rangers getting World Series. Courtney, Frank, you nailed it yesterday. You're here today to get your bonus. Diamondback, yeah, Phillies game seven, and ball night. Ball Let's night. Go. Ball arena. Ball night long. Ball night. Ball night. Ball night long. Yeah, Clint. Hopefully you guys aren't the halftime entertainment. Bonus points for Yates for being in the background here. We'll get to that in a second. Texas blowout. Did anybody see that coming? I don't think so. How the Rangers advanced to the third World Series ever. How Houston got run out at home in the blink of an eye. What a series win for the Rangers. To have it, to lose it, to get it back. The Adolis Garcia series. Has anybody in baseball history ever wreaked havoc over a three-game span like he has? Brawls, dingers, Cadillacs. Sounds like a Warren Zevon song. The Rangers' near-billion-dollar commitment over the last two years paying off huge. And now in pursuit of their first World Series championship ever. Clinton Yates. You're our baseball correspondent around the horn to you. How did this happen? Just want to say quickly to all TV directors, more ump cam shots when guys hit deep bombs. That looks great. But what the Rangers did was get back to what they've been doing all season, which is smashing the baseball. They had one of the best run differentials in the league this year, and it showed up in these last two games for them on the road, a place where they have not lost this postseason. But I think this game was lost for me. Even though the Astros won this particular matchup in Game 5, then when Dusty blew up and they had that beanball situation, you sort of felt like, is this where your team is focused at? Is this what's going on right now? Bruce Bochy, on the other hand, a guy who is known to have a great record in elimination games in this scenario, worked his pitching rotation to perfection. I said that I didn't think Max Scherzer was going to be some big deal, but he did what he needed to do, and Montgomery, arguably a bigger pickup in terms of that team, did it as well. Boach, fantastic job, arguably the manager of the year in my opinion. Courtney Cronin, how did this happen? It happened in a way that's synonymous with the way that this team constructed its roster. We knew we know that the Rangers were not going to be outdone by their pitching this year. The the um, investments that they made last winter, and then of course solidifying that at the deadline this year, Max Scherzer was shaky. He's two games off that September arm injury, so he goes two and two thirds inning, and then you bring in Jordan Montgomery, who pitched. Two nights ago, through 82 pitches, he comes in, he's able to preserve the lead, gets Michael Brantley to line out, and it's 4-2, and then they go on. Obviously, their offense and their bats came alive. But for me, Jordan Montgomery is the story of this game because Bruce, Bo- Bruce Bochy has been here before. This is not Madison Bumgarner Game 7 against the Kansas City Royals in the World Series in 2014, but it's pretty darn close for Montgomery to come in and get as many outs as he could behind Max Scherzer, the guy who he signed one day after him at the trade deadline. This was all about pitching, and it was a terrific Mm. effort for Montgomery, who gets credited with the win. Okay. Montgomery over Garcia, the LCS MVP. Harry Lyles Jr., how about you? 
Tony, it's it's all about Adolis Garcia. I mean, look, my whole thing with the MLB playoffs is it's all about when you get hot, which is why I wasn't so hot on my Atlanta Braves getting past the NLDS, and I was right about that one. But Adolis Garcia, oh my goodness gracious, so hot. One of literally the best stretches that we have ever seen in any postseason series of all time, 15 RBIs. And really, he could have had three home runs last night. That first one in the first inning went off the wall, and he admired it, which honestly I thought was a terrible idea until you saw the rest of the game. And it was like, okay, that might be one of the cooler things I've ever seen <laughs> on a baseball diamond. But I think it's also worth mentioning this turnaround by the Rangers. They won, or I'm sorry, they lost 102 games in 2021, 94, and 2022. And it's really not even just about how much they went out and spent on this roster construction. To me, to Clinton's point, you kind of saw with Bruce Bochy how having a manager like that in place that knows how to win these games, not just in those winner-take-all games, but against an Astros team that has been to seven consecutive ALCS and have gotten two World Series in that stretch, to me, it is the perfect culmination of how you need to put together a team in the postseason and ultimately make a World Series. And Frank Isola, how did the Rangers yeah. pull this off? Uh, come on, Garcia. Think about his last six at-bats. Five hits, three home runs, nine RBIs. That's a good series. He did that in his last six at-bats. And what's amazing about Texas, they've yet to lose on the road. Meanwhile, you had the Houston Astros. They had a losing record. Even though they won the division, a losing record at home. They had a terrible home record here in the playoffs. But we all love teams like Tampa Bay. We want to see them win. The teams that you know don't really have the finances to spend a lot of money. Guess what the Rangers did? All they did was throw a ton of money at players. And guess what? Sometimes teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers, it pays off. We hate to see it, but they threw a ton of money at this roster. And right now, they're in the World Series. When for this team to be leading the division for, let's say, 80% of the season, to lose it in the last month, and then to kind of back into the playoffs, but then turn this out, what does that say about them? Again, this is what a manager is for, in my personal opinion. It isn't just about pressing buttons on who comes in and out of the game. It's about keeping focus on what it means to be able to continue through a postseason from a mental standpoint. Boach knows that better, frankly, than any guy managing in the league right now. Mm -hmm. Third franchise appearance in the World Series. They're still looking for championship number one. We'll find out who they'll play in a bit. But now... Football last night, the stunner to end week seven. Vikings 22, Niners 17. This play at the end of the half. This was an all-out blitz by San Francisco, which you rarely see in that situation. Cousins threw the ball, and, and then the play on the ball by Addison to get it, wrestle it free, and score the touchdown. That's huge when you think the final score was a five-point margin. At the end of the game, San Fran's one-minute drill. Falling flat. Brock Purdy's second interception of the quarter. Courtney. Have the Niners hit a speed bump or something more solid? Or is that just one bad play at the end of a half? This loss shows that they're vulnerable, just like other teams we've talked about at the top of our power rankings here on Around the Horn, whether it's a two-loss Lions team, a two-loss Miami Dolphins team, and now this two-loss San Francisco 49ers team. I want to start, though, with that zero blitz. It's pretty rare to see it in that circumstance. 30 seconds remaining until halftime. The Vikings are in their own territory. So to see that called in that circumstance was just – it was baffling at that moment. But on top of that, they can't pressure the quarterback. I mean, 
mean, Kirk Cousins got rid of the ball in 2.69 seconds last night. That's fast, but that's not even the fourth fastest that this defense has faced this year. The problem that, like, the most glaring part of the stat line I saw, 45 pass rushes, which they had, six quarterback pressures, zero sacks against Kirk Cousins. This is a defense that has Nick Bosa, so clearly they've got to figure something out here, go back to the drawing board, because if you can't do it with your front four and you're not getting pressure with your blitzing either, then that's a problem for this. So this was a defensive issue for you last night. You didn't mention Brock Purdy's name once in your analysis there. I'll ask you, Harry Lyles was last night for San Francisco about what Purdy couldn't do or what their defense couldn't do. I think it's a mix. Um, This is certainly a much worse loss than the one that we saw last week when you're going up against a Browns team that has the best defense in the NFL. You were in a position where you had a field goal, you missed it, and you didn't win that football game. This is a situation where coming into this week, you heard a lot of people talking about, hey, once the Vikings lose to the 49ers, they're going to be sellers at the deadline because their season is going to be over. That obviously didn't happen. And if you are the 49ers, the bright spot in this one is you really just played a pretty bad game and you still were in it at the end, right? You gave up three first downs on penalties. You gave up three turnovers. You let them convert on eight of 13 third down conversions. And they did all this without their best player. And yet you were still in it towards the end. Okay. I do think that there is some concern with Brock Purdy's performance. But this team is too talented for them to stay down in this All manner. right, but are we doing this already? We're already saying, oh, they, they were, did everything wrong and they still almost won, Frank Isola. Or were there issues here that might pop up again for this team? Well, the turnovers are certainly troubling. In a playoff you know, game, you might need your quarterback to drive you down the field. And Brock Purdy, with the game in his hands, did throw an interception. Now, to be fair... The week earlier, he did drive his team down a position, and they missed a field goal. My thing is, I look at Justin <laughs> Jefferson not playing for Minnesota. It really didn't impact them. Debo Samuel not playing for the 49ers, and Kyle Shanahan was bemoaning the loss of their best player. They need their best offensive player out there because there's so many different ways that you can use them. And I think what yesterday proved once again, there's no great teams in the NFL except for one team. and that's Okay, hold on a second. Champions. You there's lost me for a second, Frank. I'll let you elaborate here. So Minnesota lost their best player, and it wasn't a big deal. And San Francisco no, lost one of their quarterback, six best players along with they, every other best player they have, and that no. proved fatal? Well, here, here's the thing. Kirk Cousins right now is a better quarterback than Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy needs Debo Samuel. Obviously, Kirk Cousins could win a game without a great player like Justin Jefferson, and that was proven last I don't year. think anyone thought that was the case going in, but Cousins did have the game to prove it. Clinton Yates on what you saw last night in this matchup. It's not just a speed bump. It's not just something more solid. It is a very identifiable object in the middle of the road, which is the quarterback. I mean, who are we kidding here? The depth of that team is because they have so many skilled player weapons, and if the guy who needs to get it to them isn't as good, well, if one goes down, a bit of the operation falls apart. I found myself thinking yesterday, wow, I wonder what the Niners would look look like if Kirk Cousins was the quarterback. That's what was on my mind because you can see how the Niners offense operates with Purdy. So yes, I do think that there is an issue, but it's the same issue that's been there the entire time. It's nothing new and it cost him last night. Courtney, back in here. Let's give Kirk Cousins his flowers for this because we clown on his primetime record all the time. Yet last night, 378 yards passing, two touchdowns, and the interception that was really just ripped from his receiver's grasp. This is an important development for this Vikings team now that's going to have that in the hunt graphic next to their name going forward. He's doing this without Justin Jefferson in that 2023 draft class for the Minnesota Vikings. Jordan Addison, the headliner, looking pretty good. Frank, I saw the last one. Yeah, I don't want to steal Clinton's thunder, but he happens to be 100% right. Let's remember now, Brock Purdy, all he's done is win. 
But you need those weapons. Last week, they lost without McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. What happened last night? They need Debo Samuel on that field. Everybody needs everybody. If we understand it. It just seems no, like some teams guy. get excuses made for level. them when they're missing a player and some don't. Taking a break right here. Game 7, Phillies Diamondbacks. And ball night coming up. Ball night now. Around the Horn is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. What's up, kiddos? I'm Clinton Yates of Around the Horn. Whenever I go to cover games or attend events in Los Angeles, I'm always keeping my eye out for the best-dressed person in the room. I saw Diego Luna at the Andor Red Carpet launch event, Star Wars, folks, and he looked head of state fresh. Now you can also be that person, too, whether you're sitting courtside, attending a fancy dinner, or going to a wedding. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks for way, way less. They start at just $4.99. With Indochino, you can design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, etc. A tailored fit from home. Set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. Look your best this wedding season at the table, or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code HORN to get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code HORN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Chase. And now, Game 7, Part 2. Philadelphia is going to be a tempest tonight. What's past is prologue. What we've seen in this series, though, an entire postseason, early leads, few lead changes, many road teams winning. Diamondbacks are a game away from a miracle. Might Philly be shaken? Clinton Yates, you're still our baseball correspondent around the horn to you. How do you think the momentum swings affect tonight? Who would you rather be? How will this game be won? I'd rather be Philly simply because I cannot deny the power of Citizens Bank Park simply having been there and seen it. If I'm on that team, I want to play in that park. However, Tori Lovello has had a masterful series for the Diamondbacks. In terms of what he's done between Tommy Pham and Thomas, keeping both of those guys in the lineup for yesterday, gets a homer out of it. Their base running has improved drastically. And when Fott went up against the Phillies last time, he struck out Kyle Schwarber twice looking. Schwarber leads that team in runs. If he can't get off to the start that he needs to get mm. off to, this team cannot win that big. That's a lot. On this, I'm not going to ask you for your pick right now, but that's a lot on the snakes from Clinton Yates. Courtney Cronin. 
I'd want to be Philly, and the path for them into the World Series is to solve that fought problem early. Look, he was sharp in his last two outings against the Dodgers and Phillies, held him scoreless through 10 innings, but he's not somebody that goes deep into the game. So unless he's dealing, he may only see this Phillies lineup twice on to, uh, at some point tonight. So I would go about this with the strategy that helped them win eight games this postseason, where they've out-homered opponents 21-3. to The bats need to come alive. <laughs> For Philly to go the to strategy, work. hit more home runs than your opponent. I love it. Harry Lyles Jr., Hamilton IP1. I think it's going to be won by the best players, which in this series I think is Bryce Harper. He's 0 for 8 in their losses, and I don't think he's going to do that tonight. The best players come up big in the games that you need them to, but from a mental standpoint, I would rather be Arizona tonight because they do feel that they have that confidence. This has been a weary, very weird series. They feel like they've got nothing to lose. Nobody expected them to be here. So from a mental standpoint, I would rather be the Diamondbacks. And Frank Isola? I think what he's saying is you want to be the team that scores first. Last night was the first time at home that the Phillies have trailed by multiple runs. But he's all, but Harry's also right about Bryce Harper. Also look at Trey Turner. 0 for 8 in his last two games. Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, that will decide. All right. Frank, you're in a heater right now with your picks. Who you got tonight? I'm going to take the Phillies at home. Harry Lowell Jr.? Pains me to say, but Phillies. Okay, you just said you'd rather be the Diamondbacks. So you'd rather be the team that loses? <laughs> From a mental standpoint, yes, I would rather be the more confident. You want to get weird? Let's get weird. I love it, Harry. Courtney Cronin, who you got? Uh, you got Philadelphia, it sounds like. And you're we're in. going three for three. I've got And Philly. Clinton Yates. I think the Snakes can do this. Fott pitched the game of his life against them last time, and Lovello didn't trust him then. I think he trusts him tonight. And you love this Arizona team. That would be an 84-win team getting to the World Series. We'll move on. Ball night. Ball night. Banner night for the Nuggets versus the Lakers. The heat between these two has carried through the parade and the offseason. You remember this, don't you? But in these playoffs, he became the Lakers' daddy. Lakers' daddy. Now, of course, it needs to be said, that was not said by Michael Malone, the coach. It was said by the hype man at the parade. But the Lakers took this, and now we have a LeBron vengeance tour. Right, Frank? What do you buy? What do you sell about this matchup? The, the league should mandate that the Lakers have to watch that ring ceremony tonight. Nikola Jokic didn't say anything. He never says anything. He went home to Serbia with his uh, finals MVP trophy and was on harness uh, racing the whole time. Remember, the talk really goes back to after game four when LeBron took all the attention away from Denver by saying or hinting that he might retire when we all knew that he wasn't. He's back for at least. All right, so you're not putting anything into the talk here. Is this a rivalry, Lakers and Nuggets? A hundred percent it is, especially since Denver won. But, Tony, every team in the Western Conference views the Lakers as their number one rival, which says a lot about the Lakers. Harry Jr.? Tony, I'm definitely buying that the hype man from that video practiced that Lakers daddy line in the mirror a few too many times at home. Uh, I'm also buying that the most important thing about tonight's game, at least for me, is to see how Jamal Murray looks. He's had some up and downs in his career. Part of those have been to injuries. But this is a Nuggets team that last season was not just a one-off type of deal. Like, this looks like this is a team that is built for the long haul. And if they are going to repeat this year, he's going to have to be a big piece of that. Gordy Cronin. 
I'm buying that the Lakers don't need any more motivation. Somebody saying that Denver's their daddy, all those things, because it's LeBron James's 21st year. We don't know if he'll be playing basketball at this point next year. That's all the motivation they need. It's all the motivation Anthony Davis needs to become a true number one on this team. And their run to the Western Conference Finals, he was the best defensive player in basketball. He has to have a defensive player of the year season, but also they've implored him to be more aggressive. 20, or excuse me, he's taken a three in all of their preseason That's games, shooting over 50% from right? beyond yeah. the arc. That's good. That's really good for Anthony Davis, and he needs to keep on that path if this team wants to get past the Nuggets this year. Clinton Yates, you're in Los Angeles. Is this a robbery, Lakers and Nuggets? I'm buying that it better be for the Lakers because, reminder, you got swept out of the playoffs <laughs> by the eventual champion, Denver Nuggets. We do not have to get farther than the reality to discuss what the goals should be for the Lakers this season. Perception of franchises aside, that team beat the team here in four games. That is what I was told it was the, the closest sweep of all time by, by Colton yeah, right. the radio. Oh, yeah. Very close. They had him. If there would have been a game five, they would have had him. Oh, okay. Frank, you're a little oh, bit late right. after the horn right, here. Right, right. Harry, Frank, night. don't worry about a thing. Everything's going to be... Ball night! Clinton Yates! Courtney Cronin. One other headline for the NBA season. The Knicks' biggest win in decades. Our Monica McNutt named radio color commentator for the season. We love this. Here we go. Points for everybody. Way to go. Go down there. Way to go. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Around the Horn is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Heart of happy hour. NBA news before we get into the next edition of Ball Night. Three years, 186 million for Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's the extension with the Milwaukee Bucks. Many thought it wasn't coming or wasn't coming now. Clinton, what is the significance of Giannis doing this now? What does it mean for the NBA? I love this move from Giannis. He's never struck me as the kind of person that wanted to be involved in a whole lot of transaction talk all over the place. And so for him to get this done with this team is an indication that he's ready to actually play basketball, something that, you know, some of us still enjoy watching as guys on the actual And court. Courtney Cronin? He used his a short-term contract as leverage to get the Bucks to go all in on these win-now moves. They did it in 2020. They traded for Drew Holiday. He likes it. He resigns. They win a championship. Lillard is that guy now, and they're hoping for the same result. You're both right. 
He missed the memo, though, for the NBA because they love to have these things drag on for months and months. <laughs> Thank you, Giannis, for getting it over with. We'll move on. Ball night, part two. Ball, Ball night. night. Phoenix, Golden State. There's the question of who should have higher expectations this year. But also, since he left Golden State, this is Kevin Durant's first game back in the Bay with fans. Kind of surprising to think of it that way. Joe Lacob said in the past that he wants to retire Durant's number 35 jersey. And Durant to Mark Spears this week, quote, he should look at the resume, end quote. Courtney, is Durant the Golden Stater worthy of jersey retirement? Tony, there's two things you can't do for yourself. Give yourself a nickname and vouch for your jersey to be retired. I'm just glad mm. that he didn't use a burner account to go vouch whoa, for himself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Clinton, is Durant the yeah, Golden I mean, Stater jersey retirement worthy? In the world of retiring jerseys, yes, but I feel like that talks feels like talking about paying for something with a 50-cent coin. There's so many more things we have to connote greatness that Kevin Durant has already achieved. That feeling like jerseys is just kind of old school and it's old school. I like it. But what's wrong with what's wrong with retiring a number? Where's the bar? He's got two trophies that shows how good he is already for that team. You know, it's nothing wrong Courtney with Courtney Croden, take 30 seconds of FaceTime. The Shirley Ryan Ability Lab, just steps from where we shoot around the horn in Chicago, helps children and adults return to their full lives after traumatic brain injuries and spinal cord injuries. And their 15th annual fundraiser, Skyrise Chicago, is taking place at the Willis Tower on November 5th. You can climb all 105 uh, stories at the Willis Tower, or you can do it virtually. And if you can't, Join in person. Please join me in fundraising, visiting skyrisechicago.org. Thank you for that, Courtney. Wonderful work you do there. We're talking about retiring jerseys. Maybe they can retire the City Connectors. Just flat Thank out you. White what are they with doing? Nike, get out of here. We'll see Heat you tomorrow. Culture. Around the horn. Happy hour is... Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.